innovating can be a challenge at the best of times. But imagine being in a country where you have daily power outages, food shortages, and bombs being dropped on you. I'm your host, George Nagel, and today we get to talk with an innovator that overcame all of that and strives not only for success, but for meaning. Let's get started. I am really pleased and honored to have Maha Messer joining us today. Let me tell you a little bit about our guest, who is an internationally recognized innovator, speaker, consultant, and trainer. He has more than 20 years of experience with more than 130 clients in a variety of industries from banking to pharmaceuticals to oil and gas. Mahat is the creator of many inventions, including the Innovators Tool, which is the first innovation app built on music, sound effects, 3D animated images, dynamic quotes, and strategically tailored questions that guide innovators to transform their ideas to innovative projects. He also brought the innovator's process, innovator's habits, and the becoming an innovator methodology all to life to drive meaningful innovation. That is why he has more than 150 interviews across major international platforms. On a personal level, Meher is an accomplished musical artist who plays the piano flute and the drums in addition to performing as a classical tenor opera singer. Mr. Meher has 15 years of university teaching experience where he strives to spread the culture of everyday simplified innovation. I think everyone knows and can see why it is such a privilege for him to join us today. Meher, welcome. Thank you, George. Thank you for the nice introduction. Uh, you know, it's it's simple when you have so many accolades uh, to your name. And I have to tell you, and I know we've talked about this before, but I absolutely love your involvement in music uh, because music touches us in an emotional way. And all of our decisions come from our emotions. Um, and I think that's just phenomenal, especially uh, the, the tenor classical opera singing. That's just fantastic. No, George, uh, talking about uh, music, I do believe that the future is about connecting arts to science mm. and connecting humanity to technology. So uh, to me, that's, that's the future. I, I can't but agree, right? Like that's just where, where it's, it's going to, to go. Um, but let's talk about where you got started. So tell me about you know, how you went from your formal education at St. Joseph and Newport University, um, and what really attracted you to the financial world, given you know some of the things that we know about you and your creativity and your innovation? Uh, you know, George, I believe I was born to perform on stage. I was born to sing, to produce uh, movies, and I always wanted to do that. Uh, and when I finished school, I just went to to apply for uh, singing and uh, audiovisual, that's how we call it in Lebanon, so you can become a producer and a singer. And I was accepted in three uh, good universities. But unfortunately, as you know, I lived most of my lives in Lebanon. Mm -hmm. And Lebanon is in the Middle East. And Lebanon is a struggling country, talk about war, talking about uh, civil wars, talking about uh, economic crushes, massive explosions. So 
my country has been suffering and struggling for more than 40 years. So at that time, I had a serious discussion with that, where that said, you know, in a country like Lebanon, <laughs> you cannot become an opera singer or you cannot become a, a, a producer. You have to find a job uh, with a solid or stable industry. And at that time, it was the, the banking sector, the solid uh, industry. So unfortunately, it wasn't. It was a rational decision. It wasn't my passion. I think that is a common thing for so many people that they they fall into that that trap of fear, and especially for parents for their children, right? Like for my kids, I have to catch myself occasionally stepping back and saying, "Wait, is that what they want to do, or is that what I want for them?" Out of that is a proven path that's more secure. Right. And, and, and trying to drive that. Um, and unfortunately, fear is one of the greatest killers of, of innovation. Tell us, Meher, what caused a shift for you out of the financial sector? When you have a passion and you have a purpose, it will always go back to you. So one day I was in my office and at, at that time I was a senior director, one of the executives in the bank. So number three in the bank. I was having lunch in my office during lunch hour, and a question crossed my mind. Mahad, is this what you want to what you want to be doing for the coming years? Is this what you want to be doing for the rest of your life? You are a senior director in a bank. Okay, you are a head of retail banking and marketing. But do you know how many heads of retail banking and marketing there are in the world? Are you born to do this? <laughs> Are you going to retire with, with just having a job? Is this what you're born to do? And that question made me not enjoy my lunch that day. So I didn't enjoy my lunch because that question was coming again and again and again. And, and, the, and the answer was, no, I was born to impact the world. I was born to be on stage. I was born to make the world a better place. Uh, I was born to inspire people. So during that time, during my mandate at the bank, I was delivering speeches and training, but during my yearly vacation. So mm. during my days off, I used to go with consulting firms, with speakers bureau to deliver speeches, trainings, and consulting. And when I found that what I'm doing is great, but not enough, because I wanted to leave a legacy. I wanted to change something. I wanted to impact the world. Then I made a decision to quit everything after 20 years of career, where I've reached a very, very high leadership role with a high package and start from scratch. Uh, so what I wanted to do is to, my, my purpose is to democratize and simplify innovation. So to enable almost everybody to innovate, innovate their life, become a better version, innovate their careers, come up with ideas, launch their startups, you name it. And that's why I came up with the Become an Innovator methodology, which is a very simplified uh, method, three steps uh, methodology. So anyone can just, uh, implement the Become an Innovator methodology to, Im to improve or, or, or innovate or invent whatever they want. When I found that my purpose is to impact the world, 
to inspire people to be again on stage. And that shows that if your passion is there, one day you will go back and say, that's not my passion. Let me do what I'm really passionate about. And that's what happened to me. So, uh, so now I'm happy because I'm, I'm living my purpose. Uh, I'm living my uniqueness and I'm trying to impact the world. And believe me, I'm a lot happier than before. You know, your, your story, when uh, I think about myself or I think about others that are out there trying to help the world to be in a better position and to innovate and deliver something that has value not only to an individual, but to society, it's just so inspiring. And it's a fantastic reminder of, as you were saying earlier, to understanding your passion and then doing something about it, right? You, you illustrated, you know, you were at a very high level paying position and you started over for, for, from scratch. Um, and as somebody that's done that, I can relate to that because um, I've done it twice. It's, it's so inspiring that, you know, if you had to tell everybody that's listening, what's your biggest self-realization, right, about innovating? Like, what is that one thing that once you actually took that leap and you started innovating and you started coming out with like the app and things like that, what was that self-realization that hit you? First of all, I believe that when I was a, a senior executive, so an employee in the bank, mm -hmm. I was leading a successful life. A high package, very high package, uh, very big office, hundreds of employees, authority. Uh, I was almost on TVs and radios. You know, I've been on 160 media stations because of the bank. So I had everything. But if I look back now, George, mm -hmm. I believe I was leading a successful life. Now, I don't have that number of employees, not even 5% of what I had in my company. Uh, I do things on my own. I don't have the secretaries, people who used to do coffee for me. <laughs> but, but, but now I'm leading a meaningful life. Yeah. So... Is it a successful life that we want? A high package, a good position, a big office, people who would serve us, authority, fame. Is this what we want? Or we want to lead a meaningful life where we really impact people, where we really are proud of what we're doing, where we really are proud to see people who we helped, whether in coaching, whether uh, in training, whether in consulting, to transform their lives and their companies into something better. So when I look at people who attended my coaching sessions, who were employees, and I motivated them to kick off their own companies, and they did, three of them are now in the region, in Dubai, in Saudi Arabia, in Qatar. One of them is, is a lady who used to earn $1,500, which is, you know, nothing. Now she has three companies. And, and uh, this week she opened a third company in Turkey. And I was so happy and proud when I saw that now she has a third branch, one in Lebanon, one in Dubai, and one in Turkey. So just imagine someone that, and, and, and she's, she's a widow, so she no husband with kids. 
So she had, she barely had the thousand five hundred dollars where she can barely eat. Now she had three companies. And one day she wrote on LinkedIn when I posted about transforming people the story where she came to my training and I told her you should be kicking off your company. I can see you have entrepreneurship skills and so on. And I told her what to do and coached her. So when you see people talking about you, how you impact their life, how you transform them, that's a meaningful life. And, and, and that's more beautiful than having a successful life. I'm not saying that it's wrong to have a good package, <laughs> to make money, to have a big house, I have a beautiful house, as you can see. No, 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 I'm not saying that. But I'm saying between being successful and being meaningful, I'm now happier than just being successful. Yeah. It's good to be successful, but it's really beautiful to have or lead a meaningful life. You know, Mahara, that reminds me of, of the old saying, um, money's nice, but you can't take it with you and people yeah. won't remember your money. <laughs> I was trying to innovate that, to take money <laughs> and order. It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's it's all good. But I do want to actually talk about the app that we were talking about, the the innovation app. Um, so one, that young, or that lady you were just talking about, did she utilize that app or was that part of the app and the training or how did that all come to come to be? Yeah, it was part of the training where I ask people when they come to my training to come with an idea. Mm. And we do send them like a roadmap and a checklist how to find an idea. It can be a startup, it can be a process, a product, a service, strategy, an event, anything that you want to invent or reinvent. So when you apply it on the Become an Innovator methodology and you put it on the app, you go back with the roadmap how to transform your idea from just an idea in your imagination into a real uh, implemented innovation. So the problem with that lady is that she was thinking about, about a service or a product in the bank. Yeah. And, and it wasn't that you know, attractive product. So I told her with all due respect, your product is not that attractive. And I can see in you, because she stood up and, and she, she was the spokesperson of her group in the workshop. And I said, you know, you have, you have a beautiful charisma. You have a beautiful presence. Why don't you think of having your own uh, training company? Uh, and, uh, and what she came up with is she called it like creative solutions where you, where you have translations, you have creative ideas, brainstorming. So, so, so she didn't stop about thinking just only about a training company. She came up with add-ons uh, and she, yes, she applied the Become an Innovator methodology and she applied the, the app and she found that her idea, because the app will tell you uh, at, at a certain stage if your idea is worth pursuing or not. So then you have to select by the end of the experience, your idea is weak, needs refinement or strong. So she clicked on strong. We discussed that. And I said, look, my lady, <laughs> the product that you show me was weak. The, the banking product. Now what you're showing me is, is strong. Mm -hmm. So we motivate, motivate people when the app tells you that your idea is strong and not to waste time. Think about it, sleep on it, go back, review all your, uh, your answers. And again, if you find that it is strong, to make a decision. And this is what she has done. Uh, and transforming her life from a miserable employee, because she was miserable. She was wearing black, because her husband died, she was miserable. She 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 were barely interacting, 
And when I saw her in Dubai a couple of years before, uh, I saw a different person, happy, um, looking forward to open the third branch that you opened now, looking forward to live the life. So when you see the transformation that we can do, you, George, as the speaker and consultant, and on all speakers in the world uh, versus just going to work, doing your daily work. Yeah, I think that's uh, really something. And and yes, uh, the good part of the app is that the app will help you define whether your idea is worth pursuing, yes or no. And by answering a minimum of 40 questions, because you can answer up to 88 questions, you will have a roadmap how to transform your idea from just an idea in your uh, imagination into a successful uh, innovation. So I'm going to absolutely make sure I include all that type of information on where we can find the app and your webpage and how people can get in contact with you. But go ahead and tell us where somebody could find this app. It is uh, Innovators Tool. So uh, you click on Innovators Tool, there is a website, or you just uh, go to my website, mahermizher.com, or to my LinkedIn account. But there is a website just for the app. It is innovatorstool.com. Okay. That, that's, you know, um, that's appreciated because I know people will have interest in actually taking a look at it and hopefully utilizing it. Um, it's, it's, it's phenomenal on helping people get there. Uh, so when you're talking to or you're coaching or you're training others um, in some of the most incredible companies around the world, you know, what is the the few things, maybe just two or three, that you feel like you're constantly repeating with clients to get them to understand the concepts, like that ex example you're giving with that lady that, hey, you can actually move mountains if you get out of your own way. What What are some things that you're constantly saying to people that you almost feel like you should have it on uh, a recorder and just hitting play? The approach that I came up with, because there is the Become an Innovative Methodology and there is the Reinvent Your Business Approach. Mm. Reinvent Your Business Approach, where I ask people to reinvent your business, because we come up with an idea, whether it is a startup, an SME, an organization, a corporate, and then we sleep on it. Whether it is the business model or the daily work operations or the strategy, we sleep on it and we think about, we only think about growing our company. So either the market share or the profitability. So that's the, the major mistake that most of companies, I'm not saying all of them are doing. Mm. And my advice would be for 60 or 70% of them is to reinvent your business in three words. And that's my approach. Personalization, humanization, and innovation. How can you innovate your business model, your customer experience, your delivery channels, uh, your processes, your products, your services, your strategy, you name it, by personalizing and humanizing whatever you're innovating. I mean, till now, most companies in the world are just making the same mistakes where you feel that their marketing material is commercial. You see that their content, with all due respect, is commercial. You buy that, you get that. Uh, that's 20%. Uh, you know, or showing the brand, showing the prestige. I think marketing 
by itself should be reinvented. Uh, so again, people, if they look at your brand, they look at your strategy, they look at your customer experience, they look at your products and services, and they feel that you are selling them, <laughs> how can you build relationship? How can you come up with a memorable customer experience? It doesn't work. So they are trying hard, but unfortunately, the way they are doing it, and again, not all of them, is not personalized. It's not for George. It's not for Maher. It's for the mass. That's the first mistake. And two, they're not humanizing their service. So I would invite them to innovate wherever they want to innovate. Again, it could be the customer experience, your product, your service, your process, to innovate by personalizing and humanizing their service. You, you know that I agree fullheartedly that the approach to most customers from businesses is as vanilla or bland as they can make it to try to appeal to a mass. Um, and what they end up doing is appealing to nobody and limping along and not really changing, changing much. Um, the big problem nowadays, the big word would be for both employees and clients. To me, it's engagement. How can you engage your employee? And how can you engage your clients? Some of them are doing well, but the majority, I really don't think so. Because, you know, they're not touching their hearts. So if you want to engage people to take action, People take action out of emotions. Right. They get convinced rationally, but they take action emotionally. So if you want people to take action, then you have to entice their emotions. It's easy. <laughs> it, it ties right back to where we just started our discussion today around music, right? Music touches us emotionally and it elicits all of that possibility, uh, which is why it's one of my first tools that I go to for creativity, right? If I can touch you emotionally and I can get you thinking from just sound, um, that, that opens the, the floodgates to all sorts of new possibilities. I did hear a rumor that you might be in the process of writing a book. If that's true, any time frame when we might be able to expect that? Well, I have, uh, I have news and I, you will be the first one to spread it throughout <laughs> your podcast, George. I'm not only... Writing a book, I signed with a publisher in the state, a very solid publisher in the state that has been in the business for years. They are very excited and I'm very happy to work with them. The book will be in the market probably by quarter four, so the end of the year. But the news that I'm sharing for the first time all throughout your podcast is that I'm launching two new reading experiences in the world. Two new different ways of reading books in the world. So the book will be about innovation. The book will be about becoming an innovator, applying my methodology. But the news is that I'm not only launching a book, I'm not only writing a book, I'm launching two new reading experience in the world. I'm excited. Um, I, I can't wait to, to see it, to, to be honest. Uh, cause I know it's going to be just phenomenal. 
I don't, I don't think there's a, a, I realize I might be setting an expectation, um, but I, I know it will be. Um, so I'm super excited for that, um, for that to come out. Maher, if somebody wanted, again, tell us the, the websites. If somebody wanted to reach out and contact you, what's the best way to do that? Well, I advise them to go directly to my website. It is mahermizher.com. So M-A-H-E-R-M-E-Z-H-E-R.com. Or just go to LinkedIn and add me on LinkedIn. I'm active on LinkedIn. Yeah. Maher, thank you so much, not only for, for your time, which is incredibly valuable, but your insights, your liveliness, and for inspiring people by demonstrating that following your passion can give you not only a meaningful life, but a successful one. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you, George.